1: That's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And today's going to be a little bit of I I don't know, a little bit of a different show. Uh, only because there's no sensational news going on right now. We're all waiting for, you know, the Rittenhouse thing. And, and so, you know, we could talk about a lot of the things we actually don't get time to talk about. And... A lot of that is, you know, domestic related. And a lot of it is, you know, those tweets that I love to tweet. Um, There's just so much going on. And uh, so, you know, I actually ran out of time. I I was putting together the show and I have uh, more tabs open for what I want to cover today than usual. Normally I do about four topics. I think today we're going to cover even more than that. Um, But I would like to start today with uh, some tweets. I want to read these tweets to you and see what you think, because reading these tweets uh, are going to cue up the topics that we're going to cover for the show. It's pretty much a potpourri of all the madness that's going on in America today. And... Then we're going to go into a lot of these topics that we just you know are reading about in the tweets that I think are finely put you know well written very concise uh and then we're going to get into a little bit more depth on on many of these issues one of the things um I took away from you know Fox News's big self <laughs> self aggrandizing um show the Patriot awards uh Which is pretty good. I mean, they, 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 I guess it's their third anniversary and they went to Hollywood, Florida, and they put on a pretty great event. Uh, If you want to talk about, you know, self promotion and really putting all their stars together and doing it, I think it's a model for other, other companies like CNN and MSNBC to follow. The only thing is, is that no one would ever tune into them because the reality is that America is not in a place that supports anything that MSNBC and CNN are doing. And it would show up very well in the sense that they would have no ratings. It would be very clear that people reject Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, And Brian Stelter and all those so called heroes on the left. And so I thought they had a pretty good award, great award. And what was really my takeaway from the Patriot Act was when Ron DeSantis came up. And I oh I heard other people talking, and they said, well, certainly he'll run for president but only if you know Trump doesn't run so Trump's running so everybody is talking whether it's Tim Scott from South Carolina and um or or even Ron DeSantis it seems to me like the the takeaway especially in the wake of the the Rhino Fest where we have 13 rhinos supporting democrat policies including the, retired, the soon to be retired Adam Kinzinger and the soon to be, uh, you know, beaten like a rug, uh, Liz Cheney, you know, who whose own GOP in Wyoming has denounced her and doesn't recognize her as a as a as a conservative voice or a GOP candidate uh, and would never support her. Um there are 13 rhinos that we're going to get into and talk about today. And and we're also going to read Donald Trump's call out to them. He put out a really great ad as well, but it's not an ad I can play. It's, it's mostly visual visual, and it's mostly music and it's, there's no dialogue really to it. So I can't really play it for you. Um, I would have loved for him to just talk. And play that for you, but I, I don't. You know, he didn't do it that way. But one of the things that 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 has been bandied about is that Ron DeSantis clearly would run and probably win, if or not if if it, if for not, it's uh, Donald Trump runs. And in this case, what I'm hearing across the board, and and is 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 kind of refreshing. And that is, is that the Republican Party that's not being thrown out of office, the 13 rhinos I'm talking about, but those who are left realize that it is a third rail. You will be, you know, completely you'll you will meet your demise instantly for your political career if you ever wish to have one. Don't touch the third rail. Donald Trump, if he decides to run, he's going to be treated, he'll be treated like the heir apparent. He'll be treated like the incumbent. Anybody that chooses to run against Donald Trump is basically going to, you know, have their political careers ruined because that would be basically trying to divide our party. And nobody's going to have the gumption to do it and and I really think that in addition to that it would be their political suicide so I think you know the morons or the people that would choose to do it would be someone like a Mitt Romney and nobody even cares about that the way the Republican Party is right now is probably stronger than stronger than ever I would say stronger than even when Donald Trump was president it's, it's unbreakable now. And we won. We won probably one of the most important political fights in a long time. Rona McDaniel can't do anything about it. She would love to, but she can't do anything about it. And in fact, Win Red is being outperformed by the Trump donors by a large margin. And, you know, what I love is I love that, you know, while I was in the hospital, <clears throat> um, the, we, we, we got a piece of mail in the middle of October where our 501c3 for bugle call and MAGAPAC were approved. Finally, we had paid our $600 fee and I think it was February or March, We waited a long time, filled out all the forms, went through all the red tape. uh, And, you know, uh, we got set back by my health issues. But I'm back, right? And we're going to be pushing forward in the fall and really in the heart of the political season where we have Republican primaries. And the most important part are these a lot of these primaries where we do not want people like Lisa Murkowski and people like, you know, obviously Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger. Those are old news now. We don't even have to fight those fights. They're not even going to be a threat. Um, But so many others. We're going to get into the 13 rhinos today and make sure that they don't win their primaries and that we have better candidates that are supported by Trump and magapac.org. And check us out because we are just getting revved up. Now that I'm back, we are just getting revved up. And we're, we are looking for donations. We are now a certified 501c3. We have the paperwork. Any donations are tax-free. And we have a lot of plans to have basically a speakeasy um Tavern-like discussion group of writers and of um, people that support the the America First policy get together uh, and formally you know put up uh, and talk about some of our writings and some of our issues of the day on a monthly basis. And one of the things we want to do is also invite guests, people can come and watch and listen and participate and even speak. Um, And we want people from other persuasions to debate us. We want to set up debate stages and have honest debates and discussions from both sides of the aisle. Uh, And Those are the types of things we want to do, and we want to do them In a very casual atmosphere, not a, uh, and we want to have large turnouts. And the way we do that is we, you know, get larger venues, uh, but they have to be in an environment that's casual. Um, We want to have have it like it used to be in the old days, where a guy would get up on a, stand up on a stool with a pint of beer in his hand and speak his mind and feel free and comfortable to do that. You know, sometimes we see too much of this, you know, these khaki pants and these blue but blue uh blazers with the gold buttons and the and the button-down shirts and the penny loafer shoes or whatever the heck they're wearing and it's all part of the uniform that Washingtonians like to see. And I just don't think that is, I don't think that's representing uh, representative of American values. But you know, let's get to some of the, uh, let's get to some of this and then we're going to play this one clip too that's really great from Lauren Bobart. <laughs> Man, this is going to blow your mind. It's going to be fun to listen to and um, I think you're going to enjoy that as well. But what I want to get into now is this. I'm going to read to you some of these tweets, and this is really going to cue up our day. So, Margot Cleveland writes breaking whistleblower in Delaware County, PA, with evidence that of destruction of election data and equipment. That's actually kind of a, a big deal. I, I, You know, I haven't listened to this audio here because I didn't it, I didn't see it until now. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play this really quick and see what happens. I, I don't know what this is, actually. I'm just going to. This is Jim Savage and James Allen discussing getting rid of the pads and second scanners.
0: Pads and the second scanner. We've got to talk about
1: it now. Wow. So, the, the Jim Savage and James Allen discussing getting rid of the pads and the second scanners. And the guy, the guy that was working said, I don't want to do that. I think it's a felony. Now, Margot Cleveland, you know, she has a great track record. Know her. Uh, she writes for um, one of the magazines that Leonora is affiliated with. And uh, so we we have some inside information about Margot Cleveland, but, you know, her track record is very, very good. Um, So when we talk about this whistleblower in Delaware County, PA, Delaware County, PA is basically just south of uh, Philly. Um, And again, you know, PA, it's 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 a hot state. Like we said, if you were to actually just resend the electorates for, for, uh, PA, (laughs) PA, um, uh, Georgia and, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona, you would have enough right there. Boom, done game over for Biden. And not only that, I mean, I think it should be done. And, uh, it was Pat Kadeen who has a show called beer, chips, and politics on red state talk radio. He, uh, he told me that a president could actually serve for 10 years, not just two terms, which is eight, but 10 years. Now, I don't you know, I'd have to look that up and make sure that's true. But I asked him, I said, is that true? And he said, yeah, I've looked it up. I've seen it. He believes it's true. And uh, that that's where I would go with that. But um, if that's true, then. You know, if they were to do that, then Donald Trump can conceivably be a ten-year president. You know, we haven't gotten to the midterms yet, but something could happen between now and then. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to have a a uh, some sort of a, a a you know a political debate over uh, those three states rescinding their their delegations and uh, going in that direction? I think it would be interesting. You know, we still don't have a word on the Rittenhouse thing. And, you know, the longer this goes, I think the more trouble that seems to spell for Rittenhouse. Um, but I have no idea who's going to, you know, how that jury is going to weigh in. I actually think it's going to be today. I thought it was going to be one day, two day. Uh, I can't imagine it taking so long because all of the, uh, all of the, all everything is known. The only question is whether or not he defended himself or not. And you know, of course, it seems like this has become a political football where everybody on the right thinks he's innocent, not guilty. We'll see. We should say, and everybody on the left thinks he should be guilty. And it's all about gun control legislation. It's all about protecting Black Lives Matter. But guess what? Black Lives Matter. The poll after poll, I've been reading this. Americans are getting fed up and sick and tired of Black Lives Matter. And it's interesting about that because the first time <clears throat> the first time we heard about Black Lives Matter, we're like, uh oh. How do you denounce Black Lives Matter without looking like a racist? See, they named themselves in such a way that they became Teflon. Oh, I hate I hate Black Lives Matter. I you know, that sounds horrible, right? <laughs> You can't hate the know show. What do you mean? You don't think Black Lives Matter? You know that was that was that was Amateur Hour. That was in the beginning, and everybody was struggling to figure out how do you, how do you dislike it? Well, they're politic they're political, yeah. But all they're supporting is the right Black rights. It's like look, blacks have rights, but then we find out about the billionaires or the millionaires making huge piles of cash and buying all kinds of houses. And they're Marxists. And they're threatening to blow up things. And we realize, okay, this is exactly what we knew they were. But now we can call them stupid and whatever else we want to call them, right? Because they're just a bunch of morons. And the NBA supports them. Shame on the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. Never really did, but now I never will because they're just so politicized. And people are sick and tired of politicization and you know who got it right college football got it right now they got a little political too you know let's go brandon or f joe biden right but for the most part you know they were basically saying the heck with the masks freedom you know and they really stood for everything that we stand for and they did it with ease because they had such powerful numbers. And they did it with ease. And it was so great to see. And they did it without even thinking about politics. They did it because they were just raring to go. They wanted to get on that football field stadium, grab their seats, watch their team, cheer on their team, and just escape from you know, their, their lives for just a moment and have fun. But the world was seeing it from through a political lens, the world that was looking at it through a political lens. Hey, where are their masks? You know, it's funny. I had uh, some liberal friends over and um, college football was on in the background. And this liberal friend said, hey, why are they not wearing any masks? Like she just, she just caught on to it just in the... And I was like, well that's been going on for a long time. I don't know what news you're watching, but that's been going on for a while. And it was just funny to see, you know, because these liberals watch Don Lemon and 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 Chris Como and they don't get the news like we get the news, right? They don't understand they're seeing things for the first time like a deer in headlights. Like, what's going on? They're really that far out the lunch. These Democrats just they're told what to do, and then they do it. They're very uh, sheepish. They're sheeple. Sheeple. They're, they're sheeple people. <laughs> and I didn't just make that up, did I? But yeah, that's kind of interesting. So Eric Matheny writes, inflation, okay, so we're going through all these different categories of things that are really important in our society today. So we just covered The whistleblower in Delaware County and, you know, we're still not over with the election fraud. That's what I'm trying to get at. So one of the big problems is election fraud. Obviously, we can't have we could have all the greatest candidates in the world and they could have what they have, which is crap and still not win because these machines are just rigged. And we got to we got to beat that. You know, we'll have a major league landslide in 2022 for sure. But then there's these machines we have to f- worry about. Now, I wish we would just get rid of these machines. And I don't know why we don't have enough muscle to do that. So let's move on. Eric Matheny. So we just left the election fraud and we're going to inflation. It's another very important topic. So inflation is at a 30-year high. Gas is as much as $7 in some parts of the country. And the sofa you ordered back in July is still sitting on a cargo ship. Congress dedicated today to arguing over an Internet meme. Now, what are they talking about? They're talking about Representative Gozar, who got censored. And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene had something to say about that. And we have an audio clip of that, uh, I think. Yeah, right here. We're going to play a little bit of this. Just take a listen. The audio is poor, but we are going to take a listen to Marjorie Taylor talking about this. That, you know, the Republican Party needs to give her more support rather than these 13 rhinos who, you know, are beloved by the left. Um it says here, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets this out. In the case the media clips my comment, in, in case the media clips my comments, here's what I think about my conference's lack of defense for members like me. She's talking about the Republican conference and Doctor Paul Gosar, who's, who's a you know a really great congressman. It stands for, you know, a lot of things we agree with, America First values. And she says, and the lack of, of action against the unlucky 13 who handed over their voting card to Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. And let's take a listen. It's going to be the audio is going to be a little rough on this one, but we're going to take do our best. I want to say, no, you,
2: you don't see that right now. I don't think so. What has been particularly problematic for you? Uh, what's particularly problematic is um, there's there's no willingness to fight for people like me. Uh, when I lose my committees over social media likes and things from years before I ever ran for Congress. Um, no fight for Paul Gosar here, who's getting censured and going to lose his committee assignments after this next vote. Um, there's no accountability for Republicans that are helping Joe Biden pass his agenda. Even though the vote was whip, a no vote. Uh, these people are ranking members on their committees. They have strong committee assignments, and one of them, Nicole Malyotakis, was even, or she's even the assistant whip. So imagine that she voted no to the actual whip count. So you know, this is this, that's not leadership. Uh, leadership leads and doesn't work so hard to count up votes to be speaker when we haven't even taken back the majority. Why do you think that? Uh, 13 Republicans who voted for the infrastructure package should be punished, but that Congressman Gosar shouldn't be punished. Um, oh, because I don't, I don't think that. Well, let's talk about this. They, the Democrats don't care about Eric Swalwell having sex with a Chinese spy and serving on the Intel committee. They don't care about Adam Schiff lying to the American people and wasting over 30 million dollars. Taxpayer dollars investigating a so called Russia hoax when the steel dossier is provenly alive and the FBI is even going after people making it possible. And I was like, no, no inter party punishment. Inter party punishment. They shouldn't be punishing, Paul those are, they shouldn't be punishing me. But you asked for the 13 Republicans, you called for the 13 Republicans. Well, think about the difference. There's a difference. Those 13 Republicans actually voted against what our conference with uh, vote was. They actually voted against it and voted with the, the Democrats. They basically handed their voting card over to Nancy Pelosi, who's not the leader of our conference. They voted with Nancy Pelosi and all of the Democrats. And so that that right there. There should be taken action for that, but no action taken. Do you think, Do Congress you think Congressman Bozart needs to this? apologize directly to the congressman? All
1: right, so Gozard should not have to apologize for anybody. Uh, He put out a really cool video, which was um, kind of putting in a lot of Chinese stuff. Again, I would play the video for you with the audio, uh, but it's mostly music and imagery uh, where it talks about China. The connect, China owns a lot of the Democrat politicians and things like that. All right, so that we got into like inflation and gas prices and and also the thirteen rhinos a little bit. We're going to cover that in more detail a little bit later in the show. Um, but Melissa Tate writes about Black Lives Matter. Never Black Lives Matter, and Melissa Tate's black, but she says Black Lives Matter never show up. When blacks are killed by other blacks by the thousands each year, their excuse is that they only focus on police shootings. Okay, but now they are showing up ready to riot for three white felons who were killed by another white person. Hmm. Yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. And okay, just in now this is kind of interesting. Uh, I like the I like these just ins. Um so disclosed tv says Justin Florida's Governor DeSantis to sign bills stopping the federal vaccine mandate at a press conference in Brandon today. In Brandon. Let's go Brandon, right? <laughs> I wonder if that was by design. Florida Governor's the Governor DeSantis to sign bills stopping federal vaccine mandate at a press conference. Already we've, we've heard that OSHA is, is, is dropping the mandate because they're being inundated by lawsuits. And they can't, they can't argue their points because their points are completely unconstitutional. I mean, I'm telling you, it's crumbling all around them. Every one of their radical agendas, they bit off more than they can chew, and they're losing. And so there is a lot of fight left in the Republican Party, and there is a lot of fight because they know Trump is coming. Trump is coming, and it's been clear, like even in the Patriot Awards that Fox News put on last night, they were talking about, you know, the Santas could be the next president of the United States, except for if Trump runs, nobody's going to run against Trump. Trump is going to be considered the incumbent. And I would love, like I said, the way we take our Republic back is Trump serves from 2024 to 2028 with DeSantis as his vice president, potential you know guy. and then and then DeSantis picks a running mate and win you know and becomes president from 28 to 32. And then from 32 to 36, DeSantis wins re-election. And by that time, just think about what we could do with the Supreme Court, with a wall on the southern border, and with uh, world trade, and what we could do against China economically. Think about all the things we can do that are not being done right now. We could do the opposite of everything that the Obama-Biden team has been trying to do to ruin our country. I think it's powerful. If you think about it like that, that is the easiest, most likely path forward. All we got to do is get rid of the fake machines. And that's it. So, Disclosed TV also says, just in, Pentagon Inspector General raises questions about former D.C. Guard commanders. January 6th account, General Walker was directed twice to send in troops. Three weeks later, Pelosi appointed him House Sergeant at Arms. So they're looking into a lot of the crimes that were committed in the infiltration, not the insurrection, but the infiltration. This was not, uh, and people are still rotting in jail. And I believe that there's going to be lawsuits that are going to yield discovery, And there's going to be a lot to learn about the inner workings of the fraud of the FBI. And if we have time today, we are going to get into Victor David Hansen. He wrote an article that says, Can the FBI be salvaged for its own moral and practical survival? The FBI should be moved far away from the political and media tentacles that have so deeply squeezed and corrupted it. And I, I believe that um, that something needs to be done. So, Doctor Eli David. Now we're going to talk about COVID a bit. Says I'm a real pandemic. If in a real, he says this in a real pandemic, you desperately hire as many doctors and nurses as you can. You certainly don't fire them, but this is no longer about pandemic or public health. And you should see the disruption that's going on in our military today. Uh, They're scrambling to find religious exemptions in our in in our military. we're, We're just the the Biden administration is destroying everything. You know, in a real pandemic, you don't open the borders and flood COVID positive people into the country and fly them all over the country without testing them without vetting them. It's unreal what's happening. We just heard Cruz beat down Mayorkas and talk about, you know, who. how many people are you vetting? Are you vetting this? Are you checking these criminals out? No, they are not. Because we already saw what happened with the vicious murder in Jacksonville, Florida, where the guy was flown to Florida in the middle of the night and uh, he was a criminal. Obviously, You know, what they're saying they're doing and what we see actually happening are two separate and distinctly different things. So we know they're just a pack of liars. And the Democrats that support them support uh, these lies and are just as complicit. So if you're listening and you're a Democrat and you supported this, you have blood on your hands with regard to these murders. And these crimes. And shame on you. So, you know, that's been clear since day one. How do you take a guy seriously about this pandemic and these mandates when he's giving separate treatment to these unvetted terrorists, refugees, he calls refugees, and these unvetted people who are exploiting our economic conditions? And stealing our resources and violating our laws with regard to immigration and border crossings. I mean, and just letting them come in with COVID positive uh, results that are spreading. And we saw, you know, they used to call it the Missouri surge because they're packing Missouri and they're packing Wisconsin and they're packing Florida with these liberal voters. And again, these people may never vote. But they'll be registered. They'll be given an ID. They'll be registered, and the mail fraud will kick in, and their ballot, their their registrations will become ballots, and their ballots will somehow miraculously vote themselves through the inner workings of the corruption in our election system. And that's a problem. Carrie Kelleman writes, why won't the FDA let us see the info they used to deem the Pfizer shot safe until 2077? Yeah, we should have full transparency on this, but we don't have it. Chuck Colesto writes, breaking report. Pelosi spotted maskless at Swinger's Bar in Washington, D.C., in DuPont Circle. You know, DuPont Circle is a very uh, poshy place, Very posh very nice place, DuPont Circle. I had French classes up there. I was trying to learn French to keep up with Leonora, but it didn't work out too well. I still don't know French (laughs) Um, too well. I know a little bit. Um, But yeah, Pelosi spotted in a swingers bar, maskless, violating all those laws. Now, D.C. is starting to lift their mask requirements, but hey, what are you doing in a swingers bar? So the Bradford file, our entire country is going to crap. And Congress, and he used the S word, but I'm not. And Congress spent the day arguing about a meme. And the meme they're talking about again is um, Gozar's uh, uh, ad. It was parody parody. And uh, they got all over him. They're censoring him. They want to de-platform him from the committee ch- ch- committees and things like that. It's insane what's going on in a Nancy Pelosi-led Congress. I cannot wait till 2022 when we give them a massive beatdown and we get ahead of the curve on the election fraudsters that are committing all these frauds. We're already on to Mark Elias. He's already in big trouble with the Russian hoax. Let's just see what we can do to get him out of the mix with the frog, because he seems to be one of the masterminds of a lot of this. He was working with Stacey Abrams in Georgia, for example, and he was he was working with um, Fusion GPS and <clears throat> CrowdStrike um, during the Russian hoax days. So he was part of the Perkins Coie. Uh, alliance. He's good friends with the Clintons, naturally. Wherever there's crime, there's the Clintons. Wherever there's a dead body in Washington, it's probably a, connected with a Clinton. You know, it's that way. And we're just here to talk about it. we got to do something about it, though. So Chuck Colester writes, Breaking report, Biden administration in full retreat, federal vaccine mandate now suspended due to onslaught of legal challenges. So I think that becomes a little bit of a threaded. He says, no, that was that was pretty much it. Um, Thomas Massey, who I like a lot, he writes a lot of nice stuff. He's a representative congressman. As required by a November twelfth federal court ruling on November thirteenth, OSHA quietly announced it's suspended implementation and enforcement of their vaccine mandates. Yet some companies are plowing forward with their implementation of this illegal and unconstitutional mandate. So companies that are very woke are still doing it nevertheless. And then there's a really funny meme. It looks like a Geico commercial with the uh, gecko. And the Trump war room put this out. He says, switching back to Trump could save you 15% or more on everything. (laughs) Love that. Love that. So vote out the rhinos, sellouts, and losers, and they go into talking about uh, this is a Trump Trump ad. It's all music. I'll give you a dose of it. A lot of music. You can't no dialogue, but they have all the pictures of the names of the people that they want out of office, and we're going to go into that in more detail here in just a moment. So Tom Elliott writes relieved. Democrats are finally calling out violence in cartoons once they're done. Hopefully, they'll also condemn actual violence their leaders have explicitly endorsed. So, basically, Gozar is being censored because the meme he put out, which was a video, uh, they said was violent. Oh, it's too violent. Remember? Well, let's take a listen to the Democrats. I,
0: I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest
2: in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state.
1: Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
2: Do
0: something about your
2: dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go
1: low, we kick can-
2: How do you resist
0: the temptation to run up and wring her neck?
2: The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right.
0: I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him.
2: Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor
1: assassinated a president?
2: They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact.
1: Look as his character is stabbed to death.
0: Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? That's
1: it right there. I have thought
0: And you tell them they're
2: not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that. On
0: both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet.
1: Wow, that's a little rough, right? A little rough. Those Democrats are the biggest hypocrites I think I've ever laid eyes on. How about how about you? Do you, do you think the same way? Do you agree with me? Uh, I'm telling you. Now, let's take a look. So, Cat Turd writes this. If you're a liberal on Twitter, you can say just... So, he retweeted this thing where it said, I wish... Someone needs to go out and kill Rittenhouse if he's found not guilty. And they said that. And they... uh, I think that one was taken down. Susan St. James writes this. I was wondering why the feds weren't arresting the protesters outside the Kenosha courthouse because they are feds. I just saw a pic of one of the protesters, in quotes, with a federal issued watch on. Unbelievable. Again, that's our FBI working against Americans. Um, Thomas Massey writes... In this facility, in the span of less than two months, eight died. So, so here's what's interesting. Uh, talking about COVID, right? There's two two stories really about this. Um, but eight people died, eighty uh, in the nursing homes. Eighty-seven of eighty-nine infected were fully vaccinated. Eighty-seven of eighty-nine. How can anyone compare the COVID nineteen shot? To a smallpox or polio vaccine. How do you define efficacy? How do you define that? When nearly everyone was vaccinated and 10% died. You can't. That's not a vaccine, folks. It's not a vaccine It's not effective. How do you mandate a vaccine that doesn't work? This vaccine, vaccinated. If you're vaccinated and you get the virus, which is happening more than not. In Vermont, for example, you have more vaccinated people in Vermont than any other state, and they have like the worst numbers. Their numbers are, their numbers are horrible, and, and Florida's numbers are okay because they're sort of getting back to normal. You know, you have Sweden as a great example of this, getting back to normal. You know, countries like Israel are having big troubles. Because they're vaccinated. I think that the Delta variant came as a result of vaccinated people spreading. And again, you, you remember the Red Cross that said we don't want vaccinated uh, blood. We want blood donors but unvaccinated because the vaccinated don't have antibodies anymore. So that's, that was a report by the Red Cross. So Chuck Lester writes something we've already read to you. OSHA suspends enforcement of vaccine mandate after most recent court ruling. So, you know, what they're doing is so, uh, so illegal that it's unconstitutional. And they don't care about the Constitution. That's why you don't see Congress really weighing in on much. You see these uh, basically these executive orders and, and it's gotten out of control. You know, they say Trump wrote a lot, but Trump wrote a lot to reverse Obama, who wrote the most in history. And so let's take a listen to Lauren Bobart. You're going to love this. This is going to entertain you and you're going to put a smile on your face. Let's take a listen to Congresswoman Lauren Bobart in the halls, in the chamber of Congress, in the House, in the House chamber, I should say. That would be a better way to say it, right? Let's take a listen.
0: Democrat policies are so pathetic and have done so poorly that the left has nothing else to do but troll the Internet, looking for ways to get offended and then try to target members and strip them of their committees. This is a dumb waste of the House's time. But since the Speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions, shall we... The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. A Democrat chairwoman incited further violence in the streets outside of a courthouse. And then the cherry on top. My colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California who is on the Intelligence Committee Slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again: a member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. This is unacceptable, and this would never be. Gentlemen, times expired. Gentlemen from Florida.
1: (laughs) They cut her mic. So you know, the first person she was talking about obviously was Ilhan Omar, that married her brother. I mean, give me a break. (laughs) Praises Allah, you know, praises. Uh, terrorists, um, and she's on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, Eric Swalwell slept with Fang Fang. says, here, I like the way this guy wrote it. He says, my colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, Eric Swalwell, who's on the Intelligence Committee, slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. And that's true. The Democrats are the biggest hypocrites in the world. <clears throat> and you know, the thing is, is that I wouldn't have a prob- so much of a problem with the-, the Democrats if it wasn't for the fact that they act like they're holier than Dow, the way they attacked Trump when Trump was basically the cleanest guy in Washington. And we know that because he's been vetted more than any other person uh, who ever lived. I don't think there's any other... Person It's been vetted more than Donald Trump, whether it's the Mueller report or uh, one committee hearing after another. It's, it's been crazy. And that's all they did in, in, in with the Democrats in charge of the House. And that's why, you know, in 2018, uh, we lost uh, because of election fraud. All these uh, late results and all these rigged machines. Was probably the really uh, uh, the, the first sign of them really perfecting it, because I believe that uh, Hillary also was was in on the fix. That's why she was so cavalier. She thought she was going to win, but they miscalculated the algorithm because Trump was so great, and people were so hungry for 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 restoring our republic. But um, and they didn't they didn't understand that. As well as they do, you know, they did in 2020. Um, But in 2018, I believe that's why Kirsten uh, Nielsen, (coughs) Kirsten Nielsen um, lost her job because she was supposed to get on that. And, uh, you know, so, you know, there was a, I remember when Trump had an election fraud uh, czar, in a sense, get on this. And uh, every step of the way, they were sued. There was no transparency. And you wonder why the states were hiding everything. You know, I want to see the list and all these other other things. And somehow, you know, we weren't supposed to be suspicious. Why are you hiding these? We should have put a high, bigger spotlight on all that. But, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, right? That's There's really no place for it. But yeah, Vermont and, and uh, Connecticut and what's going on in these states, they're, they have, they're one to talk, right? Um, so we covered OSHA, suspends, you know, suspending. We covered, uh, you know, a lot of these issues. But I want to say this. The Hill writes this. They write, Kinzinger retirement underscores Trump dominance over GOP. I think that that was also very apparent in the Patriot Awards that Fox News put on last night. And I think it's apparent with what Tim Scott had to say and with what Fox News panelists had to say about DeSantis being probably the front runner, with exception to, and I don't care what the polls say where DeSantis was supposed to be beaten by, uh, I forget who, you know, in the poll, but. Um, but it was like a standard, it didn't make any sense. Like, I think it was someone like Pence, you know, would outperform DeSantis. No way. Um, it was a weird poll. I didn't believe it for a second, but everybody says, you know, if Trump decides to run, then you know, DeSantis probably won't run, but DeSantis would probably be the best choice for a VP candidate. He gets two terms; it'll be he'll be at least two two years into his second term, so he won't be leaving that much on the field. And uh, I think it would be a great thing. So we'll see what happens. But um, I like the uh, you know there's a lot you could read into that headline: Kinzinger retirement underscores Trump's dominance over the GOP. Uh, and not only that, what we learned was that Biden's in 20, in the recent elections in Virginia and New Jersey, is Biden has no coattails, and Trump has all the coattails. I think Trump has a... Ha, nobody's ever seen coattails as strong as Trump's, and nobody's ever seen coattails as weak as Biden's. People hate these liberal policies, and the only reason why they're in power to push them is election rigging that that's the only answer that i could come up with because when you look at all the numbers of the dislikes and you look at the numbers in the tv ratings with regard to news outlets and things like that there's no comparison and that should tell you everything that's better than a poll really when you think about it um there's a lot for us to get into we are running out of time Uh, It says here, breaking House Democrats, along with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, vote to censure Representative Paul Gozar and strip him from his committees over a comic video. And I think that's outrageous. So the 13 Republicans that that were considered rhinos. um, I'm going to get to that here in just a second. Uh, It's Representative Bacon from Nebraska. Representative Fitzpatrick from PA, Representative Gar- Garbarino from New York, Representative Gonzalez from Ohio, Representative Katko from New York, Kinziger from Illinois, Maldio Takis from New York. I'm surprised about her, actually. Uh, McKinley from West Virginia, Reed from New York, Smith from New Jersey, Upton from Michigan, Drew, oh, Van Drew from New Jersey. Uh, he's the guy that switched parties. And Representative Young from Alaska. Those are the 13 Republicans voted in support of the infrastructure bill. And again, we have no need for that infrastructure bill. Uh, it's just going to lead to more inflation, and everybody knows it. Hey, well, there's our music. We are plumb out of time. You've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapac.org. Give us a donation if you want. It's tax-free. We are now certified as a fide 501c3. Check out the parent of Magapac, which is buglecall.org. And also, if you want to get a copy of the podcast, be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcasts. And with that, we'll see you next time on the lives Whit
2: We're a stand, the mounds getting steeper, and grab a
1: shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.